am Crystal Grafton Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Each week, I will answer a question asked by one of our members, and sometimes, like today, I will host friends and sisters to do the same. So this week, rather than answering a question, I am able to host a coffee talk in real life with my friend and our sister, Judy Flessner. So to give a little context about where we are, I am actually seated in Judy's kitchen in her home in Southern California in the midst of all of the wonderful holiday decorations and the Christmas trees that glow and have had a wonderful couple of days as she has hosted me in between AOPI trips. So Judy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great having you. I, it's been wonderful to be here, to be quite honest. I quite love it when we talk about um, sisters for whom you have no fear to call. Um, I will share with any of those listening that I am in between two trips that would have brought me to the West Coast. And to be quite honest, I'm a little bit too old to be changing time zones three times in three days. So I reached out to my dear friend Judy and said, please allow me space on your sofa, in a guest room, anywhere that you could make room. And it has been a wonderful, wonderful trip. So thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome anytime you know that. Well, I'm glad you said that. I have a feeling I'll be back. Um, Judy, talk to me first about how you became an AOPI. You are an IOTA. I am an IOTA from the University of Illinois. Um, well, actually, my mother is a Greek woman. She's 94 years old. She's not an AOPI. If she happens to be listening, hi, Mom. <laughs> hi, Mom. I'll be seeing her um, for Christmas. But at any rate, she is an Alpha Gamma Delta from University of Wisconsin and just celebrated 75 years. But every year they would have a mother-daughter lunch in her alum chapter. And so I became aware of what Greek life was really through her. Of course, I did not join Alpha Gamma Delta. She was fine with that. She always been very open-minded. We love a panelenic family. Um, very panelenic. <laughs> and of course, we didn't go to the same Big Ten school. But I, when I went to University of Illinois, it of course has an enormous Greek system. And I knew pretty much when I went there that I wanted to go through what we called rush then, now recruitment. <laughs> and I did my freshman year, and I joined AOPI. Now, you also have a daughter. I do, and she is an AOPI. She is an AOPI. Were you as panelinically minded as your mother? I tried to be very open. <laughs> um, and they did have, I believe they had Alpha Gamma Delta, where she goes, but uh, where she went, Um which is at Cal Poly at San Luis Obispo. But I was very thrilled that she chose to, to join AOPI. So. As am I. I've spent much time with Laura. So it's been a few years since you were initiated. Just as a couple. has been for me. Tell me how you, you know, we obviously graduate, move on into alumni years. How did you get involved in international service? Well, I, we had a wonderful what we now is um, a network specialist, back then was called a regional director. Her name was is Jean Crippen. She lives in the western suburbs, and when I graduated, I moved to the western suburbs of Chicago, and she very um, nicely but insistently said, I will be picking you up for the first alumni chapter meeting <laughs> of Chicago West Suburban, and so really, I joined an alum chapter immediately upon graduation. 
um, they're a wonderful chapter. And actually, I'm shout still out a member. To the West Suburban yeah, ladies. shout out to my West Suburban um, <laughs> sisters. They are a wonderful chapter, as are the um, two other chapters I uh, belonged to in Chicago in my journey through the suburbs as we moved uh, northwest and Lake County. But really, joining them and being with other really active AOPIs from chapters all over the country sort of um, lit the bug. And also, we had a wonderful AOPI that you all know, Mary Williams, who was our regional finance officer for IOTA at the time. And she would visit us as well. And she, of course, was in international service by that time. And so, you know, kind of following her journey as well, was it, she was a good role model for that. And so I feel like Mary's a good role model for a lot of people. I think she <laughs> is. And... So anyway, I've had the pleasure of uh, visiting her in her home on more than one occasion as I went through the regional and international ranks. So really, we kind of encouraged each other, I guess, you know, inspiring ambition, as we say, in our members. And I had wonderful role models in Chicago, people like Nancy Clark and Barb Hunt, who is, of course, from Milwaukee, but was always visiting in Chicago and so I, I started working in, on the regional team. Uh, believe it or not, I was the regional extension officer. Uh, my background is financial. I'm a CPA. I actually never served in those roles beyond college. I was my chapter treasurer in college. But uh, I've done all kinds of other roles because when you're spending most of your day doing financial stuff is kind of fun to do something else. So I agreed. Did, I did extension <laughs> and public relations, and then I was the regional vice president, and then I was an alum president three different times, three different chapters. So it's you know once you get the bug, as they say, once you drink the Kool Aid, it becomes <laughs> you know you meet people all over the country at conventions. It's just. Um, you know, everyone is so supportive, and those sisters have followed me across the country as I've moved, and it's, you know, it's been a lifeline for me, really, over the years. Well, and I think one of the the important, really amazing things about what you just said, and I don't know that I knew it before, but the women that you have referenced just in your journey, our past international presidents, Mary Williams, Barbara Hunt, like those are the same women. While a generation mm-hmm. separates the two of us in our service, those are the women, and to your point, many more, who continue to inspire me and my generation, and I truly believe are continuing to inspire those coming up now. Oh, so absolutely. I just think that's something I did not know that about, about you and your journey, so I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, so, so you are um, among a group of women. So many people who may listen to the podcast know that I travel with a group of sisters from across the country. We represent various different chapters and different times of service and collegiate membership and live in different parts of the country. But your friend group mm-hmm. that you travel with, um, they are IOTAs, correct? They are, there are four of us. We were all in the chapter at the same time. They are all a year ahead of me, um, Lynn, Marion, and Barb. And we, um, we graduated, we're all, well, interestingly enough, we are all from Illinois. Oh. 
Um, two of us grew up outside of Chicago, and um, Marion and Barb grew in grew up in the suburbs. Lynn and I were more downstate, as they say. And after college, we always kept in contact. But we had children and marriage and all those different kinds of things that always, you know, tend to busy your lives at no. certain points, right? You, got you busy? can get that, right? Right. <laughs> but then we all moved to the West Coast. So now three of us live in California, and Lynn lives in Portland, and at one point all of us, the children were either out of or in college, and we, oh gosh, it's probably been six, seven years ago, reconnected in that we had time to actually all at once time get together. But we had seen each other, you know, separately, and, and, and but never all together, and so we planned our first trip and so now at least once a year if not more often we get together either at one person's house or we've even gone to Nashville when Barb had a long-term assignment there and we spend a weekend together so it's really fun and then we it's just been fun to reconnect but you know when we get together it's like we've never been apart and so we know each other you know pretty well not only were we in the chapter, but you know we did have the luxury, I guess you say, that we lived 24-7 with each other in a big chapter <laughs> house, so you really do learn a lot, but we have a fun group, even if they are they are all engineers, and I'm a CPA, so I'm kind of the... Wow, sounds so exciting. I know. <laughs> I feel like in, in my defense, I can say that I also have a CPA yes. that yes. I practiced for many years, although not anymore. <laughs> But we do have, we have a really fun time together. So it's been wonderful reconnecting and being able to spend that time in a different stage of life than uh, we were when we were living all together, sharing uh, the same four showers in a chapter house. So Well, and I really think it's important to share those stories with our sisters because it just illustrates the fact that me and my story, like I am not the exception to that rule. I am not the only person that is having, you know, friendships and conversations that extend after college and we talk about that a lot but until other people start sharing their stories it's hard to see how that could be a part of your journey in the future if you are a young collegiate woman or a young alumna so i love that you all do this shout out to the girls for making it happen in what is a continuing busy stage i don't know that there's ever a time oh. we're not truly um, and you are actually in a little bit of a calmer stage. Mm -hmm. You have recently retired, shall we say, um, from your, never from AOPI, of course. Oh, no, of course not. But from your position, you recently served for the 2017-19 biennium as our foundation board president Correct. in AOPI, which is an amazing experience for all. But for me personally, really created an opportunity to understand why we raise money, how we use it to connect with our women. And, and for those who may not be as familiar as the foundation, we do raise um, money for a variety of different things. But this time of year, it seems and should be, as we celebrate All Things Founders Day, that we focus on our Ruby Fund. Absolutely. And if you have not yet read or listened to um, or seen whether you have started your Founders Day celebrations or not, the Ruby Fund message, it is available online. So do make sure to, um, to take an opportunity to read that. But Judy, talk to me a little bit about why it's important that our women make this commitment during this time of year to our Ruby Fund and, and really what it's even for. 
Well, the Ruby Fund was established um, a long time ago in the 40s um, to help one of our founders. And it really goes to the heart of our ritual and what we pledged to one another when we initiated, that we would always be there for each other. And it's one way that we can show that love for our sisters because, you know, you never think that you're going to need anything in that way, but it can happen to anyone. And so the AOPI started the Ruby Fund, and then now it eventually came under the umbrella of the foundation. And we traditionally collect for the Ruby Fund around Founders Day, although donations are all, all, always welcome. We will take them in July. Yes, 365 <laughs> days a year, you can make that contribution by check or online. We'll take it. Um, <laughs> by check or online. But, or cash. Cash is good, Let too. It. Yes. We'll take it. But, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a dollar or it's a thousand dollars. All donations are valued. That's why you know, I think it's important for all sisters, whether you're that freshman new member or you're that 75-year member, you know, like our beloved Peg Crawford. Yes. Hi, um, Peg. Hi, Peg. <laughs> that everyone understand that it's all of us together can make a difference in maybe the life of someone who needs us most, whether it's, you know, because of a hurricane or a fire or medical emergency. You know, it was really interesting. When I was um, serving as the president, we got a wonderful letter and a $2,000 check from a woman who many years ago we had helped she and her family because they had a daughter who was extremely ill and they did not have the money to cover the medical expenses. And we gave her a Ruby Fund grant. And years later, out of the blue, and not somebody I, who I think really had been active. She lives in an area of the country where there is not an alumni chapter. She's not even close to one. But she remembered that and how, how much it meant to her that we were there for her. And she sent a beautiful letter and a $2,000 check. And she said, you know, I'm in a position now where I can help someone else. And I want to pay it forward. And I thought, you know what? She, <sighs> she got it. Yes. She gets it, and she understands. And I think, you know, that's why I encourage, and I, I sometimes, you know, like I beat that drum, and certainly when I was um, on the foundation board and living out here, and we have a wonderful Founders Day in Southern California, and the sisters are so generous, and, and we collect a lot of money, quite, actually, quite honestly, every year for the Ruby Fund. But I try to encourage the collegians, and well, so if you're listening, even if you all bring a dollar, to Founders Day and put it in that basket and contribute. It's really all of us showing that love for each other. Because, you know, it could be you. It could be me. We don't know. You know, last year we had fires come through my area. We were very fortunate. We were fine. But there were other people in my area that weren't. And it could have been any one of us. And on a dime, situations can change. And you may need that Ruby Fund. I agree. I do have to say that as someone who has lived through hurricanes, I have also been very fortunate to be spared, mm -hmm. but have met sisters who have also benefited from our Ruby Fund who continue to share their story. Yeah. And when to your point about when every person gives a dollar, that adds up, I was actually um, 
at an event, and it's been several years ago now, and the speaker, she said, you know, empty all of your coin purses. And by the end of the day, it was several hundred dollars. And you just never know how much that could help someone who is truly in need. Absolutely. And so for anyone who is listening, do know that this is the time of year that we celebrate, of course, the fabulous four who started it all, the women who, who created the sisterhood that now extends to so very many of us and that has allowed the opportunity for me to crash Judy's home for a couple of days to spend this time talking about her personal journey, her leadership, her friendship um, across the, the generations and the decades, and then also to share with all of you that as we celebrate all that we have to remember those who may not and that we give as we can and as we are able to our Ruby Fund. And for more information on that, go to AOPI's website. Um, I will always encourage you, click give. Um, all of the good things. And Judy, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh, you are so welcome. And I you know imagine what? you have many, many, many to come. Oh, well, and I hope you will come back soon. Thank you very much. And for all of you listening, thank you. If you have a question, email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. Again, thanks for listening and have a great day.